You're listening to Parents You've Got This, the expert guide to parenthood. Your complete guide to pregnancy, birth, baby and parenting. Join us for the journey. This podcast is proudly brought to you by Mustella. Mustella is a natural origin skincare for babies and children, recommended by healthcare professionals. Mustella, by parents' side since 1950. Fertility is something that we don't really consider in our younger years, but it becomes a huge focus for us once we're trying to start families. All of a sudden it flips from trying not to get pregnant to being really, really keen to start a family. Well, today's episode is all about fertility and how to optimise yours. And we're chatting with Dr. Raylia Liu from Life Fertility Melbourne Clinic and Women's Health Melbourne. Now, Dr. Raylia has been helping couples achieve their dream of starting a family for many years now, for over 20 years, Raylia, that's just amazing. The number of families that you have helped, the number of little ones that you have seen born, it is truly, truly inspiring. Um, You are a leading fertility specialist and gynecologist, and you have additional reproductive endocrinology and infertility training and advanced expertise. So there is no one more beautifully suited to talk to today about this really important topic where you're going to share your tips and tricks for what we can do to optimize our fertility when we're trying to get pregnant. So thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me on the podcast. Pleasure. So your role obviously is to help people get pregnant, Um, but what are the main um, lifestyle factors that you think come into play when you're trying to get pregnant? The main lifestyle factors that we can modify and change to help us get pregnant are things like diet, sexual health, and that starts much earlier in life, and also exercise, controlling our weight, and also controlling the amount of chemicals in our environment. So things that we call endocrine disruptors that might play a role in stopping us from getting pregnant. This affects both men and women. And of course, other things that we should really consider a no-no for preconception, like smoking, excess alcohol use, and of course, party drugs. So if we're wanting to get pregnant, Raylia, what tests and scans do you recommend? And when do we do these? I think it's really important to note that most people will get pregnant without help. And so the group that I help to achieve a pregnancy really are the one in six couples that struggle. Mm. So for most people who are relatively young, fit and healthy, no serious investigations targeting infertility are needed before getting pregnant. But it's still a very good idea to go and see your GP before you start trying for a baby because there are things you may not have thought of that are important to address before trying to get pregnant, such as, for example, making sure that our immunity is sufficient to viruses that can cause problems in pregnancy like chickenpox and rubella, making sure our bodies have all the important building blocks required to keep us healthy and and help us build a healthy baby, so making sure we're replete in essential vitamins, micronutrients, iron, for example, and also to give your GP the option to discuss with you things you may not have thought of, like preconception genetic screening tests that can be done before you try to have a baby to make sure that you and your partner together aren't at risk of having a baby with a serious illness, or if you are, to have the power of that knowledge before you try to get pregnant. And so how long does it typically typically take a couple to conceive? 
Most couples will conceive within six months of trying. Our chance of getting pregnant each month is about one in five if there's not a problem or concern. And so by six months of trying, about 80% of couples will be pregnant. Not every pregnancy, of course, will go forward to full term. And so some couples do have problems like biochemical pregnancies. Um, many do suffer a miscarriage. One in five pregnancies, unfortunately, does end in a miscarriage. But definitely by six months, most people have had a positive pregnancy test. And that's reassuring um, to their underlying healthy, normal fertility. An additional 10% to 20% of couples will get pregnant within a year of trying if there's not a problem. So after a year, if you haven't conceived, there's generally an underlying reason. We say that if you're over 35, at an age where your chance per month may no longer be one in five, it might be more like one in 10, and you've tried for six months, because time is not on your side necessarily as we get older, we like to identify serious issues at an earlier time so that we have a better chance of ultimately being able to help people. So if you're over 35 and you've tried for six months at the point where 80% of people will be pregnant, it's a good time frame to reach out for a fertility assessment. And what role does our menstrual cycle play in getting pregnant? Our menstrual cycle sets the scene for a pregnancy. It's the way our body prepares the lining of the womb and the release of the egg to time together to facilitate a pregnancy. The first two weeks of the menstrual cycle are the getting ready phase. A follicle starts to ripen, which is the house that an egg lives in on the ovary. And the hormones that the follicle makes prepares the lining of the womb to receive an implanting embryo down the track. The egg is released for most people in the middle of your cycle. That event is known as ovulation. And that is basically the opportunity that a woman or person with ovaries has each month to attempt a pregnancy. And so how do you know that you're ovulating? I think one very important point is that you don't have to be aware of the moment you release an egg. It's more about being aware of a fertile zone. Mm. And that's because sperm can stick around in the female body for quite a while. And an egg can be fertilized for around 24 hours after it is released. But we ovulate in the middle of our cycles generally if we have a regular menstrual cycle. Signs that that time frame of ovulation may be approaching are things like you may feel more sexually interested because the estrogen hormone makes us feel that way. And you may feel that you notice a little bit more cervical mucus because that is one of the ways our body prepares for sperm to find its way to the egg. And you may also notice that um, you have other symptoms, like for example, um, some breast tenderness some people experience, and some people may experience a little bit of pelvic pain around the time of ovulation. The medical term for that is Mittelschmerz from the German, <laughs> and it means middle pain, because it's in the middle of the cycle. So some people 
are acutely aware of their ovulation, but many are not. Yeah, I never knew that that's what that pain was. I always thought that it was just strange timing. It's, yeah, that's really interesting. Um, let's talk about age and fertility, Relia. We're all having our babies, or generally, you know, women are having babies later. Um, what are the impacts of age on fertility and what can we um, expect as we get older? Our physiology is that women make all our eggs when we are ourselves in the womb. So when you go for your ultrasounds at 13 weeks to check on your baby, if it's a girl, she's made all her eggs. Wow. And so they are cells that are with us for our fertile life. But as we age, they've been waiting for longer and they can become more fatigued from a metabolic perspective. And just like when we're tired, we're more likely to make an error. When cells have been waiting for longer and they're more metabolically fatigued, they're more likely to make a mistake. And that's why it's harder for eggs to achieve the amazing task of making a baby later in life. What that means is that when we are trying to have a baby, the ideal time to start our family biologically is at the youngest age feasible that we're ready. And sometimes for people I see trying later in life, um, particularly my patients in an IVF context who have struggled, we sometimes step back and look at the family they want over time. And occasionally it may be in that couple's best interest, particularly if they're having their first baby over the age of 35, to freeze some embryos mm. at that stage so that if they do want to extend their family in the next five to 10 years, they've got a better chance of being successful. And so you mentioned earlier, you know, if you're trying to conceive a baby and it's just not happening, you should go and see potentially an IVF specialist or a fertility specialist to get an assessment. Um, now that you're talking about age, does that you know, come into play, should you, when should couples seek fertility advice? A lot of women seek fertility advice these days quite electively at an earlier age, and I'm very encouraging of that. A, to provide education, and B, to provide access to proactive strategies like egg freezing. I think couples should seek advice if they need it, and I certainly wouldn't you know, say that everybody needs to come and see a fertility doctor. But I would say that seeking advice doesn't mean a deep dive straight into IVF. Mm -hmm. What it does is give you the knowledge of where you're at, what the problems that you're, you may be encountering may be, and what the options are in today's world to address your concerns. And that gives you time to consider what you want to do and to really start to prepare your game plan. Yeah. <laughs> so you touched on egg freezing as, as part of that and as an option. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about what's involved with that and why it's recommended? Egg freezing is definitely not a guarantee of a future live birth. And that's very important to state, but it is a very powerful technology and when young women freeze healthy eggs, the vast majority who come back to use them will be successful. The trick is to freeze eggs when you are young and so their quality is high and also to freeze a high number of eggs because we know in the IVF world, as in natural fertility, but we're acutely aware of it, 
that not every egg will make an embryo and not every embryo will make a baby. So when it comes to egg freezing, not every egg will survive being frozen and warmed. But what we know is that it really does come down to the egg as the main barrier to fertility as we get older. And so if we have a reserve of young, healthy eggs from when we are younger, that can be an excellent backup plan for women trying to have babies later in life. For some, it will be the difference between having a baby with your own egg or not. But even beyond that, it may be something that's very helpful for couples who conceive their first child naturally at a later age and then struggle to have subsequent children because we know that many people unfortunately are unable to achieve the family size they desire when they start having babies later in life. That's really true. And so as a fertility expert, Raylia, what are your top tips that you can share? I think a top tip is that fertility is something we desire in a particular chapter of our lives, but we can live our lives up to that time point, preparing for optimal fertility by just being healthy, focusing on our holistic well-being, looking after ourselves, avoiding things like the opportunity to contract infections like chlamydia, for example, by practicing safe sex. That's actually giving yourself a gift for your future fertility by avoiding such concerns and just making sure that our general health and well-being um, is optimised. And that goes for men as well as women, because it is a great myth that men don't have a fertility clock. Um, they definitely do. And we know that younger men have better sperm. <laughs> so it's, um, it's definitely something that you know, both men and women should consider. Raylia, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and expertise with us today. Next week on the pod, we are going to be joined by Dr. Peter Jersevic, and we're going to be talking all about miscarriage, something that Raylia has touched on today. A huge thanks to Mustella for sponsoring this episode. Did you know that Mustella is not only for babies? Mustella also has a range of maternity products like the 100% Certified Organic Stretch Marks Oil, Stretch Marks Cream and the Certified Organic Lanolin-Free Nipple Balm made up of 100% natural ingredients and dermatologist tested. Mustella Products, our family's favourite. You've been listening to The Expert Guide to Parenthood and never forget parents, you've got this. The information provided in this podcast is general in nature and is intended to support, not replace, a discussion with your doctor or healthcare professional. Parents You've Got This take no responsibility for any medical decisions made by individuals based on the information provided in this podcast. You've been listening to Parents You've Got This, the expert guide to parenthood. You've got this parenting gig. 